So last week, we had that nice recap video. You made your way into Yonmas on this new mission. And at the end of that encounter with the charmed townsfolk that had attacked you in the street, after Inori filled gold, three of them, into unconsciousness, at least one other one was knocked unconscious. I know Nell whacked somebody with the longsword. The point is, you, you had a grand total of a single person. A single civilian still awake in this intersection after you guys were through with them. So apparently, you are not the correct party to get charmed into attacking. Because that did very poorly for four out of five people. Four out of five Yonmas citizens agree. Don't Never fight worse. these guys. Oh, it could be significantly worse, I'm sure. They're just unconscious, not dead. The guards did eventually show up, realized the situation was under control, and you got talking with Volkus, the last man standing, so it is, the last man conscious still. <laughs> Again, none of you didn't you didn't kill any of them. None of them were dramatically harmed, but he's the only one who's still awake at the moment. And you were currently on your way out to a uh, restaurant in Yonmas called Savories, which you know is a super high-end establishment. That you'd all gotten nice and dressed up for. But seeing as Nell and Kahina are both very freshly stabbed on the back end of that. Several times in Nell's and case. I'm, and Dar's kind of soaking wet. Yeah, you dove yeah. into a fountain. You dove through a fountain to get around these people. I had to you drop my staff on the ground and got all dusty. I'm looking good. <laughs> go. I'm all dolled up, guys. Every time I'm getting dressed, I'm getting fights. That is actually a long-standing tradition for Inori. Was... Most of the times you don't wear a dress, you get in fights. So I don't think... That is true. He's not wrong. He, I, can't, I can't disagree with him there. He took Vokus up on his offer to head over to the establishment where he works. A simple flank. A tavern and bar a little further east across town. So let me move us over back here to the Yonmas map real quick because this is a new little town that we're getting uh, getting to know, getting to settle into our new uh, area. I'm going to go ahead and say that's over in here. Let's just go ahead and nominate a completely random location. I pick this. I'll put a letter on it. That letter is going to be A. Why can I insert? Uh-oh. Real 20, uh, doing stuff. Can't put text on the screen. Okay, well then I'll draw it freehand style. I wanted to actually use text so it'd be pretty looking on a real 20, but nope. You get me physically drawing an A. That's alright. And I'll put that up here in the corner as well. Because we're gonna start building us a, uh, a map key. Because you're gonna be here for a while. Rayon Legend. Let's go. That will be... Simple flank. You guys, we're going to head over there to something a little lighter fare, a little easier, a little more accepting to bloody and shredded dresses and soaking wet military veterans. <laughs> and now, again, having taken the majority of the brunt of the stabbing, has decided that he is going to actually just call it night entirely, <laughs> eat some more rations, and head back to the apartment that the group of you had rented. And will not be joining you on today's adventure. So cut to about a 20 minute walk later. Yonmas is pretty large, but it's not 
super gigantic. It's evening. The sun is setting. You're making your way about 1,200 feet across the uh, around the hill where the Commerce Hall was located, uh, arching up over the buildings and through the church side section of the northern end of town. And you arrive at a simple flank. And as you do, Bulkus turns and motions you inside. And you make your way into a fairly small, uh, a simple sort of establishment. It's probably more akin to something you would have seen in Marat than something more in line with the general quality of Yanmas so far. There is a group of bards preparing instruments in the back near a fire. And the atmosphere is fairly friendly and jovial. He waves you inside. Now, you'd followed him here because you wanted to know more about, well, why he fought you. Why him and several other people had arrived and begun stabbing you immediately. <laughs> and he gets a table, sits the rest of you down, and orders the first round of ale for everyone. I at least owe you that much, I'm sure. <laughs> Again, I, I, I don't feel my life's properly prepared me to apologize for stabbing such fine swords as yourself. Not much of a fighter, really. Not something I've ever seen a situation I'd even mentally prepared myself for. But I truly am sorry for the whole thing, and I'm glad that you're all so surprisingly forgiving. Well, Baylor? Enchantments are a tricky thing. Oh, they are, clearly. It's odd. Uh, even though I feel fine now, I, I feel as though I'm, I'm myself again. I don't know that I can right trust that, because I never felt like I wasn't. It wasn't like I'd, I'd lost control. I wasn't being piloted around in my body or nothing. It was my own ideas in my head. It seemed good, and I was sure enough of them at the time, but looking back at it, I can't place how any of it made any sense. <sighs> Magic. It's a mess. All of it. Magic is always a miss. As I squelch over. <laughs> Still very much wet. And uh, drawing the eye of a couple of people, but again, this is not a terribly high-end establishment. They don't seem to have a whole lot of a problem. So, so the server, I mean... uh, a barman comes around with a load of mugs. I'm like, Locus, you know, what's you doing here off shifts? Thought you went home for the night. Well, I did, but... That'll be a long story. <laughs> I'll tell that one to you later, as soon as I'm done figuring out how to tell it to them. Do you have Prestidigitate, Katina, uh, Kahina? I do, indeed. What is uh, it? You, you could have dried... Oh. Dara off with that. <laughs> so, that's Just sitting you there all wet do you, Okay, the follow-up question I have to ask out of character is, do you not have Prestidigitate, Valor? I don't have it prepared today. That's fair enough. So, uh, do you want to do that, Kana? Yeah. Dara oh, uh, sits down sorry, Dara. Do, 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 do. Uh, and a quick wave of magic. <laughs> and <laughs> Is that better? You, Dara's dried yeah. off. I can't help go. but feel like this could have been done before. But again, I don't know the ways of magic. This is... I, uh, it's... <laughs> been a difficult day. Lots of our minds. I had a cousin. 
a distant relation, more like a second, third cousin, a couple times removed them, I believe. I'm not really sure how the family tree thing works outside of you, your parents and your siblings, to be quite frank with you, but none of us are magical folk, you see, but she was born spitting fire with words, uh, sorcerer, the scholars called her, uh, something that her blood kicked in and she didn't have to, well, she, the event did, they did, took her off to go study, of course, it was dangerous, but didn't learn nothing, just, is, is that how it is? Because, the, are you from a magic college? The group of you all being together seems an unlikely sort of gathering of mages. They're clerics. Well, I'm actually from the Bard's College, so my magic is Bardic magic. He looks at you, uh, he looks back at the Bards playing over the fire. That was damn magic. I had to pick up the loot for weeks. Tried it once even. Couldn't get the hang of the damn thing. I knew it. <laughs> a lot of things made sense to me right there. But regardless, that's not... Not what we're here for. Do you lot want to know... What brought this upon you? I'm sure what brought me upon you, of all things. Yes. We would very much like to know, yes. I know the thoughts felt like your own. Do you remember anything out of the ordinary just before having them? Let me step this back a bit. Re uh, rewind it a couple days. Uh, about a week, week and a half now, maybe. His dreams. Surely you've heard about them by now. Mm. If for Nightmare. no other reason than they seem to have taken the bear. Uh, nightmares. Uh, nightmares, but strange ones at that. They're... I, I don't really know how to describe the whole thing. They're not terrifying so much as they are just wrong, unsettling, and sinful. Uh, thoughts no proper man should be having. I mean, they start off simple enough. The Well, for a dream, anyway. Uh, hanging around with the family, friends. Uh, people I know, usually. People I'm close with beyond that. That makes it all the worse. But they, they twist and warp. And there's these almost the same feelings that drove me to find you on the other side of town overwhelm you. And they... Uh, and he starts... Like his face actually starts turning uh, red. Not like pale fear, but like embarrassment. This isn't mm -hmm. like, it's, no, this is a DC zero since motive check. And there's this very, very flushed face as he's, as he's thinking about how to describe this. Oh, let's not get shy now. We're just getting to the good stuff. Look, I don't know the, how the, it'd be more awkward if it was happening to you. I'm sure they're, a mix of sensual and cannibalistic. It ain't right. Cannibalistic. <laughs> I don't know how better to put it. To start off with a a girl of fancy, a co-worker, a friend of mine, uh, or even just one I know. It's been me damn sister before. And what starts with, well, you know, standard 
generally pleasant dream fare. You get turned into them all sorts of ways. Rip them apart with your teeth. And it, I don't... I don't like talking about it, but if it'll help... That is and truly interesting. Quite a on twist. A, on a wake up in the morning, the sweat and bullets. Is, I'm tired like I never slept. I've been that way for weeks and they just keep coming. First it was one and then a couple nights later again and now it's been both the last two nights and I feel like I'm not sleeping at all. I'm barely awake people, but I'm afraid to lay down. None of the people you've dreamed about ha this happening to, none of them have disappeared, have they? It's not no, possible. No. Okay. Right, it's rain. But I can feel it. I take it, it's told to be sure. I don't know how I mustered the strength to even swing a knife at you. In the state I'm in, I can barely do my job. Hmm. Have you spoken to anyone else having these nightmares? Do you know if it's consistently like that? If or... I hadn't just been stabbing your lady friend here, I wouldn't be talking to you about it. It, it, I understand not, the but... material of these dreams ain't something to discuss in proper company. This is also true. Have you so... noticed many of your friends being overly fatigued? Like you have been? Not that I could tell, really, but it's it's been more and more of a plague. It's more and more people in the city have been coming down with it. We don't have much of a staff here. We're a simple flank for simple men. That's what we say. I only got a few of the servant staff like myself and the proprietor. A couple maids making the beds upstairs. But... I mean, before the dreams... Most. Before the dreams started, before the nightmare started, had you done anything different than like than your usual routine? It could be something that you don't consider being odd, but something you may have never done, like talk to someone you had never seen before, or gone and eaten somewhere you have never eaten or drank before. Hmm. Nothing I can think of, no, but. I mean, if he works at a tavern, there's new people coming through. Yeah, you see new faces every day. Every day. Visitors think. like yourselves right. are passing through town or merchants I, in for deliveries. Well, I'm. One of the reasons that we are here is to help the city with the various issues and things. And one of the things that was brought to our attention was this new sect of that has broken off from the Church of Abadar, this new oh. cult. The Twilight's children. I hate the yes. word cult. But yeah, the 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 yeah the Twilight children. Have you spoken with any of them? Because some people, and we like I said, we are not judging. I'm just saying there are some people who are attributing these nightmares to them. I haven't heard and their existence. I haven't heard mm -hmm. anyone with that sort of idea. But mm -hmm. you raise a good point. I was thinking a. Seeking out the help of the good people of Abadar. Uh, heading over to the chapel down the road to see if they could do something about these dreams, but... Uh, I was talking to a friend about the Twilight's children, and they do... Seem a fair enough sort. And they claim to be healing, us, uh, healing the sick and wounded out of the goodness of their hearts and the glory of their lord. 
I might head down and give them, I, I might head and give them a talk to see if they can fix the damn problem, but well, certainly what, at the source of it, I'll tell you that. What Baylor cast on you to wake you up might actually have done it. So you might be nightmare free now. Really? Possibly. I, I, I don't know about that. Well, I know better than to put full stock in any kind of magic, but if I sleep well enough tonight, I'll have you to thank, that's to be certain. There and was... if you don't, please let us know, because we definitely would like to get to the bottom of this. Well, if you're here to help out, and I'm the first lady you've talked into, uh, looking at the group of you, the, the armor, the gear you got, uh, surely you better be sold it up on head uh, not up on the hill talking to the baron himself i understand he's got mm. the same problem Word he is and unfortunately he was not there today for us to talk to but we did talk to several uh several others about about this issue we were well, sent here to help with it i can give you one more thing though this is just my own thoughts, and I don't know nothing for magic, I don't know nothing for magic nightmares, but I done nothing out of the ordinary from a normal routine. Other than, you know, lack of sleep the last couple of days, but nothing leading up to this. And it didn't happen before the dream's onset, so it might be nothing, but when I started having these these thoughts, these strange ideas, when I started seeing your faces in me head, even though we'd never met before. The day before that, I saw a goat. A that goat? sounds crazy, hold on. A goat. But, uh, it was, uh, you know, forget it. It's, it's... No, no, that's actually very interesting. Please I love continue. goat stories. Well, it was a it was a goat, you know, a pretty white. One of those, what, what do they call them? They got, they got a word for those. The, the one of those, those white animals that albino, albino goats, yeah. But normally those albino ones, they have the little beady red eyes, makes them right creepy looking, in my opinion. But this one, not a otherwise look fully. That albino. Completely white. White horns, white hooves. But its eyes were black as pitch. I thought it was odd, but didn't think nothing more of it at the time. But uh, searching for anything the last few weeks that might have been different. The only thing that comes to mind that I've noticed. But if we got magic goats walking around town cursing people, then... It <laughs> the Anonymous has surely gone to the hills. Where exactly was this goat? Oh, he's outside town. I was, uh, meeting one of our suppliers for delivery of ales. I loading the casks in the wagon and just saw it outside the city walls. Out to the, to the east, I believe. Huh. But, again, anything nothing of it, other than it was a right strange-looking goat. Did anyone else see it other than you? I mean, we, we're out there... Working. They didn't have a whole lot of time to go petting zoo on the strange animals. And besides, goats ain't that uncommon. It's just, I'm not a farmer. This might be a new breed. Hmm. 
It's, like I said, probably nothing, but I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain for anything that could be different. That's all I got. No, that actually is very interesting. Especially if it was outside the city. Baylor. I want you to yes. make me a knowledge planes check. So Only an 18. An 18. That, uh, everything he's telling you, uh, between these nightmares and, and feeling like he's not getting sleep, which is similar to what Nell had experienced uh, in the Palace of Birdsong back in Marat with Ellers and the Sakil, and now this strange form, form of an animal that he appears to have met, this is not unheard of kind of stuff. There are plenty of various either outsiders or fae or even demons or devils that can take the guise of animals, sometimes imperfectly in strange ways like that. But you know enough that everything that he's described to you could very well be a lead, but not enough to know where that lead would begin. Doesn't ring any specific bells to you. The goat could have been nothing. It could have been something in disguise. I have an idea, but it We'll have to wait until tomorrow for me to investigate further. Oh, I'm gonna be frank with you. At this point, I'm down with ideas. Uh, anything can make these dreams go away. Please. I would. I know. We would it, love to help. I I, I know it. Uh, bad bad dreams. It sounds like to outsiders, but you can't understand how critical this is. I mean, if it leads you to attack people you don't know in the street and your baron is stricken with it, I mean, it's more serious than just bad dreams. We recognize this. He looks around the table and lowers his voice a bit and leans in. I even heard people been dying. Like, I, I got nothing firsthand, but... This is serious. Steel though. Well, the least I can do to make it up to you is around his ranks, and at least the next dozen times you find yourselves in this side of town. If I'm on duty, drinks are on me. If I'm not, you're more than welcome to swing by me house and give me. But Well, another thing that we could surely use, because we are new here, and we are trying to get to the bottom of some of this, is just someone who can keep their ears open. And if you hear when people talk around here about certain things, to let us know. If you hear something, even if it sounds strange and possibly even not connected to any of this, but just like odd. The goat. Like the goat. Like anything like that. Somebody's sick. Somebody died suddenly for no reason and they were like perfectly healthy. Um, very much like the guards disappearing outside of the gates. Anything like that. 
it's a, all of it could be connected or maybe none of it at all but it would give us something to look into while we're looking around fair enough well I work afternoons and uh, you're welcome anytime to come by and I'll tell you what I know I'm here every afternoon from noon till sundown except for oak days but I'll keep it here to the ground Anything I can do to make these dreams stop. Hmm. And to obviously, well, of course, make it up for the stabbing, but... I'm desperate. All the folks here is desperate. Everyone that's had these dreams is desperate. It's, well, it's quite literally a nightmare. But... I'm sure you... You gotta get back to your beds and... Change out of the bloody dress. I don't know how dry you actually are, and he uh, gestures over to Tara. I, I don't know how the magic, if it... I don't know, wet socks about as bad as any nightmare curse. <laughs> but please. Swing by any day. I'll tell you if I've heard anything out of the ordinary. And get you drinks, obviously. Uh, and tell your friend, uh, also, I... Apologize. He will appreciate the drinks more than any of us here will. This yeah. is very true. Go to here because I don't have much else to offer. Well, he'll talk your ear off about brewing, so we actually should probably uh, apologize to you in advance because <laughs> he may come in and just talk to you for a very long time. I have never done, uh, never opposed to a discussion about good meads, <laughs> but even if, you, even if you got more investigations to do, I'm pretty eager to see if this magic scared me of this plague. Uh, the wealthy father, watch your footsteps and be safe, please. I don't know well, what it is that brought me to you specifically, but I might not be the last. Hmm. And with that, he uh, puts two gold pieces out on the table, waves to the guy behind the bar who nods, and gets up and heads out. So what's your thought, Baylor? I have a spell I can prepare tomorrow to help me look further into this. Even a starting point is better than nothing to keep going forward. If there is if it, something... Oh, sorry. If it is a creature doing this, nothing I would have cast on him would have cured that mm. and the cult or the church may be able to treat the symptoms but without finding what the source is and ridding that I don't think it's going to do much for long if something like this could compel a group of people to attack us out of nowhere is it possible it could compel an entire regiment of an army to pack up and leave uh, I would say it, possible right it possible yes Nobody's as I said them. enchantments are very tricky things it's never a guaranteed success that I know of to make anyone do anything Hence, it's always referred to as suggestion magic, right? Yes, and... 
even if something could affect a significantly large group, some of them would end up resisting it. Mm. I'm mm. sure. I worry that the nightmares for how big their reach is across the city. I don't know much about any of this, but that seems quite alarming because even Ellers in the castle, his reach was only the castle. What if it's not magic at all? What if it's a, a curse of some sort? And then that's a whole nother ball game. And then we're dealing with Janus all over again. Jambus. Ellers was also bound to the service of someone and my understanding unable to leave the palace if this creature is just here of its own free will there's no telling where it could go and what it could do not having to answer to anyone what if it was what if it is what if we go with the idea that the twilight children are actually not as innocent as they perceive to be. Based on and, what though, Kahina? Well, not based on anything. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing ideas out here to see. What if they summon something? What if they are doing? What if the like, the the. What what's his rank in the church? Who the one you talked to with the? Yeah. Uh, He's, a, he's chief enumerator is okay. his title. What if what the chief enumerator fears is actually true? They are an occult versus just an offshoot of do-gooders who don't believe that you should charge money for doing good. Well, what's technically the definition of a cult? Because I, I think they're technically a cult. Yeah. Whether that I mean, makes them inherently evil or not is a different question. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they are definitely a cult. A cult. The question is, if they were to be causing something like this, what is even the benefit? Well, more people are looking towards them for help, as the man yeah. just did. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, too. They can't to create afford... the problem and have the only solution to drive your own. Exactly. But if they're giving out the solution for free... They are getting in the, at the right side of people. Then we mind. need to find out what they're actually getting. Have to followers get out of it yeah maybe yes but for what is the question yeah which is something even much larger if they're treating the ills or if people think they're treating the ills then they're pulling people away possibly from the church of abadar to them for who knows what maybe they need a very large ritual sacrifice for something and they need to be able to compel people to sacrifice themselves for it if you indoctrinate somebody into a cult and feed them your rhetoric long enough and they believe it and would lay down their lives for it, you could summon all sorts of stuff. Either way, what... Um... It's just an idea. It's like yeah. I'm saying. It's, it could be totally false. It could be something, something just randomly living in the area that's doing this as well. But I'm just saying... It could lead many people to feel indebted to that organization mm -hmm. also. Well, Anyways, what do you guys think? How do you guys think we should proceed with 
the investigation. Do we still have to report into the constable? To the police? Good point. He did, uh, the, the constable, the... He had wanted you to come down to the Firewatch headquarters, but he did say it wasn't, like, is everything seemed to be in order. It wasn't super immediate. And the we Firewatch, could go in the morning. The Firewatch headquarters is also pretty close to where you guys currently are, and I'll drag us back over to the map really, uh, really quick here. So we'll bring us back over yonder real quick, like. And you're up here. The Firewatch Headquarters is right down there, uh, right near the center of town on that building. It's actually a fairly small building. I, I would mean, not mind going. We could drop by on the way home and just sleep in in the morning. For tomorrow. Get it over with. Did anyone else get any solid leads on investigating anything. Um, Doesn't sound like it, really. Well, we did hear that our, or I did find out that um, well, we did find out that one of our uh, one of our, the members of the committee was indeed missing. The one who runs the uh, the restaurant we ate in earlier for the lion steaks. He's not shown up. Oh, and he supplies them, yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should find out where he went. I mean, it's not necessarily a huge lead, but... Something. It's something. For that. I have an address of a missing person who... My understanding was a bit out there with their accusations of things going on in the city. Ray eccentricity. No. Normally something to be ignored, but it sounded as though it's possible she stumbled upon something real. And someone decided they needed to quiet her. I have that, and then the cult as a whole should not be too difficult to look into. Are the two places to start. I heard about the, the bandits might be operating northeast, nine miles outside the city, somewhere out there. That's always fun. Bandits, right? Yeah, bandits <laughs> Good old right bandits. Right also, it's quite right a trip to take. Mm -hmm. Why don't we start with inside the city and work our way out to the bandits? Save the best for last. <laughs> Not necessarily last, but why don't we, since we still don't really know our way around, see what we can pick up, um, and maybe, who knows, maybe your kidnapped person got kidnapped by bandits. Because when you're... Uh, Someone who needs somebody vanished. <laughs> you don't do the dirty work yourself, do you? Usually you hire somebody else to do it. Well, I'm got... sure that the military is going to be... The missing military is not going to be too much of a quick fix for whatever made them leave. is probably fairly substantial. 
But if we could get them back, then they could deal with the bandits. Yes, it's true. We could Mom use the help. doesn't seem like much of anything. It's going to be a super easy quick fix. But with Volkus retiring for the evening, you've got what little leads you have. Uh, Inori has a little bit about the possible bandit camp. Bilor's heard about the, uh, the address from that. Well, let's go with eccentric woman. Uh, there were, of course, the missing council members. But I don't think there's much else that you're looking to accomplish tonight, is there? No, I was I was talking about when we go out tomorrow. Tomorrow. What the plan yeah. could potentially be. Do we want to stop by the police station? We can do that on the way uh, tonight, on the way back. Maybe we could get some leads from there as well. If, if yeah, they're available, we can turn in our statement about the incident and everything. So you step out and you had a... Uh about probably a five minute walk it's pretty close by just a couple blocks away down to the fire watch headquarters which is an incredibly obvious building mostly because it is painted entirely bright red uh, just like the vests that the guards themselves wear uh, with equally bright white pillars supporting the various corners uh, the building itself is relatively small but you can see built around one side, uh, what was clearly a later addition to the building, is a series of small rooms that are exposed to the air by a front door that's made of just slatted iron bars, like a row of jail cells. And on the other side, a set of stables with an assortment of the fairly large signature Talden horses. And the lamps are still lit on the porch and the guard is still posted outside the door. It's not the same one that had approached earlier, but he seems to be, well, fairly vigilant in his duty, looking around the streets as you approach the building. And as he realizes you're coming to him, nods. Evening. You saw the report? Uh, yes, the altercation earlier. We were the group that was attacked with the people brought in with the knives. We were asked to come make a report. And the sergeant on duty had gotten the report about that. North end of Coin's side, right? On the other side of the Commerce Hill? Yes. Well, if you'll step inside with me, please. I have just a little paperwork to fill out. Hmm. And he... It is very simple. At the moment, he seems like he's fairly distracted. His desk inside and his small little office that's not even really a separate room from the main area is covered in various reports and paperwork, uh, most of it half filled up. And he sits down and briefly takes a simple statement from you, get from uh, whoever I, he gives like, it. Like, take a gander and, like, get a pickup on, like, what the majority, maybe see what some of it is as we're sitting down. Like, <laughs> some bounties? Not necessarily uh, bounties, but, like, uh, what's... The, it looks like it's more like, clerical. Like, it, okay. it's more exactly what he's getting here. It, it's not like it's any major problems. It's just that it's the stuff he hasn't bothered finishing right now. The stuff that he just hasn't had an opportunity to finish out. And the less important stuff. Exactly. And you guys seem to be in that pile. As he takes your yeah. statement, writes a couple things down on a form, and then has one of you sign it. He doesn't seem particularly interested in who. And adds it to the growing pile on the side of his desk. And gestures back, uh, thanks you, and leads you back to the front door outside. Beyond that, he doesn't offer any further help. Seems as 
nobody died. Yeah. It seems to be lower on his list of issues right now. Okay. But he gets you out I'm the door. Even the man. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me double check because this is a. Uh, I, I, I keep. Again, uh, this is the spur of the moment. I'm totally prepared for this session. Somebody might need their, their jaw uh, wired shut. First off, it's it. definitely a woman. Oh. My bad. Hard to tell in the armor sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But when she takes her helmet, when she takes her helmet off when you get inside, you can tell. Uh, and it's Chief Osper that takes your report. But she gets you out the door in a real quick hurry. Can I, as we're uh, walking by, kind of glance in the cells? And, or are they, like, kind of tucked away? Can I glance They're in on them? the side of the building. So you'd have to go around the side of the building to be able to see and, like, really see into them. Can I walk down the side where the horses are and, like, admire the horses as I, like, kind of glance in? Do you need a boost? Opposite sides of the building. <laughs> Stables are on oh, one side, jails on are on the side, other side. On yeah. the other. Gotcha. Well, I may just, like, stroll that way and then <laughs> stroll back a bit. <laughs> I want to go look at the jail cells real bad. You want to know yeah. what's in there. Fair enough. Just see if so, there's anything of interest. I don't know. So you, uh, you stroll around, and, I mean, looking in... Nothing seems out of the ordinary to you. Uh, most of the cells are currently empty, and the couple that aren't, like, nobody really stands out. There's just uh, two men and a woman occupying three of the eight cells down the side of the firewatch. Are they the people who attacked us? Uh, they are actually not. Apparently, that's still being dealt with, or they haven't been brought in. Because right. you did leave them unconscious. Conscious yeah, you did leave them unconscious in the street with one of the firewatch guards, so they might still very much be unconscious. It's only probably <laughs> been like twenty minutes since that happened. They just heap the unconscious bodies in the cells. Been like a half hour because we had to walk for twenty minutes. That's just been like a half hour. But the point is, uh, it, this okay. is very brief. She doesn't seem yeah. terribly interested, and again, she ushers you back out the door and goes back to her post pretty quickly. As long as we're not in trouble. No, no, you don't seem to be any trouble. Everything seems to be fine. She seems entirely disinterested in this uh, this case, and really. I just... know what paperwork's like. I'm not gonna bother somebody who's got yeah, a bunch of paperwork. Yeah, filling it out now. because she is supposed to. So with that, are you gonna head back to your apartment for the evening? Yep. I'll get out you... of these clothes. Yeah, group you head back and meet up with Mel, and end your evening. Okay, and is already fully asleep by the time you get there. <laughs> and you end your evening surprisingly quietly with nothing horrible happening and uh, whatever minor injuries Kahina and Nell have suffered, fairly easy to heal away or even honestly just sleep off because you were just barely grazed by these people just wildly swinging daggers at you. And with that, your first day in Yanmas comes to a well, interesting, but not particularly helpful close. And you arise the next morning. So what's the plan? I'm going to be putting on my regular chainmail and my crossbow. Sorry, ain't going out in town with this armor anymore. Like, nope, <laughs> fool me once. Not again. Not again, Yanmus. I will yeah. not be stabbed. 
You yeah. didn't get stabbed, to be well, fair. I did not get stabbed. But yeah. I'm Only forty percent of the party got stabbed. You're not even. You're not even statistically more likely than not to get stabbed, even if you do get jumped. <laughs> I am going to after I prepare my spells. Walk out, holding a book. And uh, as you hold this book up, uh, and you emerge. Nell walks out as well, and it's less walks out and more staggers. And like the horrible nightmare magnet he is, oh no. whatever this plague of dreams is, seems to have found its way to him. His uh, eyes are sunken and almost dark, and he looks exhausted. Even when he's not here, he can't sleep. And he tells you guys that he can barely stand and there's no way he'd be of any use and anything more than a liability in a fight and he's learning inori that sometimes you need to think about what you're doing there you go big guy sit this one out and he's gonna sit today's investigations out and see uh, try and recover from this I would question him to see if the dreams were of the same nature as were described the previous night. All right, guess help me with Nell here. We think you know that it would be of the same nature. I'm not sure if Nell would be absolutely just like, oh yeah, absolutely crazy cannibal sex, or if he would also be kind of reluctantly shy about it. But I feel like Nell will be more of the former category. I mean, he literally is carrying around the book of drawings and just like yeah. showing it off casually yeah. to people. That's I true. Feel like he would deliver just like you said it, honestly. Yeah, yes. probably. I mean, as the kind of man with a lot of Like, dude, shame. you would not have believed that stuff. It was gross. Yeah, it was super weird. Like, if that had actually been Kahina, that's levels of messed up I can't even begin to reach to. Anyway, I'm going to go lay down and get back in. I'm going to try to forget all those things. I, I... I I need a drink. <laughs> it's like nine in the morning. Yeah, that's bad. Even after that, <laughs> did you hear what he said? No, no, no. Do you hear the other things he says? <laughs> yes, but that's just that's me. Wait, what no. part's worse for you that? I don't. Oh wait. I. I mean, cannibalism or the the Ooh. other like. I, I mean, oh. cannibalism's just gross, and that's yeah. just, he wouldn't. Wow. But the other, I just, I can't. I mean, can, cannibalism's gross and all, but I mean. No. It's no. No, time of death, 7.06 p.m. That's fine for Sepsinia, but it isn't what I want. Shots fired, Gina. Shots she, she feels bad for Sepsidia. That's all that's going on. Yes, Oops. that's uh. it. Exactly. Exactly. Sepsidia oh is my friend. You were just digging the hole right now. I, I wouldn't. Do you guys Dara, have 5,000 gold on you still? Can you afford to raise dead? Because, I mean, he's he's done. <laughs> yeah, he is. He just buried. killed that man. <laughs> he's not even here. I can't. No, yeah, he's unconscious on the bed. He'll be fair. Okay. Okay, well. Alright, so I'm going to find somewhere to sit down with his book. So you hear in your head uh, briefly, Inori, the voice of Ciaran. Like, 
Uh, he really seems like he wants us to ask him about that book. Good on you not taking the bait. No, I'm not. What is that, Baylor? Is this a... the spell Damn that you're it. preparing <laughs> to help us? I'm kidding. I'm going to open the book, and all of the pages are blank. I know this one. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to get a lot of knowledge out of a blank book, but you are. Where's Dar at? Mage. Dar, you want to come oh. see some cool magic? You gotta oh. watch this. I the magic thing. You 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 can you come can on. do. It. Trust I me. don't know. It seems suspicious. I mean, it seems. Dora. I think. Dora. I think it's a party trick. Yeah. This is making it worse. I don't like party tricks. What? Yeah. What is it, Baylor? Just it, tell me. CRN is as Kane is asking this. Did he have to get another entire spell book? Was he in the library for that long? No, I think he's. Wants to impress us with a with a spell, so we're just we're gonna we're all gonna group around and be really impressed when he does it when he fills it up. It's gonna be awesome. Although, I mean, I kind of know what's gonna happen, but the Baylor is still staying at all time with his blank book. I said I sat down with it. Sat sitting down yeah. with sitting there with his blank book. Well, Kahina, I, I would I would get up and I would walk over. I, I'm waiting for everybody to stop talking so I can concentrate <laughs> on a spell. Okay. I'm standing at a safe distance. No, I'm probably I'm another room looking over his shoulder doorway, because I'm nosy like that, and this, I want to be as far away from Nell as possible. Nell is like in the other room. It dead, doesn't matter. That's not far away enough after what I heard this morning. <laughs> He's in the backyard under a nope. tombstone after what you said to him. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I am going to cast a spell. Mm -hmm. And the book is going to start filling with words, which I am very quickly going to start reading through. Okay. So you cast a spell and start writing via magic, whatever this is. Does it write oh. itself? Everyone see doesn't respond but yeah page bound oh, epiphany Shh. you magically scour the world's libraries for information that might refresh your memory about a, what what is the where do you find these spells what the spell list i mean fair but like okay you let him loose in the library yeah, this, this, is, this is on me you this gave me access me. to every first and second level spell in and existence. apparently you learned most of them so uh as <laughs> this magic ones. as this magic is going and this writing is filling the book uh the book's pages fill with various paragraphs and selections in different scripts fonts organizations uh clearly from Dozens of different sources flashing through its pages. And Baylor does not appear to give him any fantastic ability to read faster than usual. So he is just trying to glance through it, like skimming as quickly as he, as he can, trying to find something. And... After what seven rounds, 
I assume, after a, yep. a little over a minute of flipping through this book as words and text continues to fill it at seemingly random. Does he have a page-bound epiphany? <laughs> I get a 38 on a knowledge planes check. That's significantly better. So after searching for everything he could find about this, these dreams, this fatigue, and this whole plague, even about the goat that the uh, that Volkus had told you about, he remembers what it is he had read about, uh, what seemed to line up. The subject of these dreams is not something unheard of and certainly not something that's never been studied before and pulled from the depths of every library in Galarian, every relinquery of man's knowledge, bits of information about a certain type of div start to fill the pages. Something called a paraka. Paraka are interesting creatures, but their two main notable abilities that they are known for, that would be what Baylor is finding in these pages here, are its abilities to torment a sleeping creature with terrible, lustful dreams that make them rest fitfully and rob them of any relief sleep would have given them. And these dreams are so twisted and terrible that the victim actually stops breathing throughout the night. It can, with prolonged exposure or with somebody who already has other problems, it has several times certainly caused deaths. But not even the most depraved of souls finds the, even the, the, the sexual nature of these dreams enjoyable as they are just horrific monstrosities, just piles of heretical taboos and just the most uncomfortable things that could possibly exist. Their other well-known ability is that they are shape changers and that they can take the form of small animals, but whatever they turn into, they don't appear to be able to display themselves as anything other than a pure milk-white animal with jet-black eyes. You're pretty confident that this is the work of a paraka. So as the spell finishes and all the words wipe from the page, close the book back, just kind of frown sitting there. Well, that was anticlimactic. Was that supposed to do something more, like, flashy, or...? <laughs> I Did believe it work? I know what we're dealing with. Oh. What would that be? They're definitely evil, right? Super evil. I mean, not, did, did you hear it? Did, yeah, did you yeah. miss the description I, I, of what it does to <laughs> like, people? I, yeah, I figured as much. I just, they're pretty yeah. evil, yeah. This is, it's basically like a worse succubus that you don't even get to have sex with. I mean, you could, I guess, yeah, that's, theoretically, that's, that's, but... That's, by, by definition, worse. <laughs> anyway. 
an very evil creature from another plane known as a paraka. Ooh. Oh, you want to know the evil? You would know that their home plane is Abaddon. That's really bad. Is that where Dagon's the... from? Or... Yes. Okay. The, or, That's real bad. And also the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And yeah. also the river sticks. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a gender. That's their home plane. It's I a knew bad that place. triggered something up there. Um, well, that sounds bad. Can just one of these affect these this many people? Wait, can just that one of these affect this many that people? That you don't know. Huh. So it could just be one. It could or, be a gathering. Let's hope not. Ugh. How do we kill it? Should we notify? Or can we? Should we notify the um, church or whoever it is? Maybe they have a better way of dealing with the people who come in that are afflicted with the nightmares. Is killing it the only way to stop the nightmares? Baylor. Killing it would probably make it stop, but but again, you you don't know... uh, a ton, really. You just... You know that both those abilities are signature of these Paraki. You know, they're div from the plane of Abaddon. You know, they're horrifically evil. And you know that as div and as evil outsiders, they are not easily slain by traditional magic and weaponry, but they are weak to the same things as other evil div witches, consecrated or holy weapons, and cold iron. That's about all you know about them. So. Well, I have some good news for Dara. You can put some of those cold iron bolts to use if we come across it. Perfect. The spear? The spear as well, if someone were able to wield it. Well, our spear wielders... Hunted down for the count. I think he already lost that fight before it started. They knew what they were about. As we go about things... Everyone keep an eye out for any white creatures with black eyes. Mm. It's not a huge chance we'll come across it personally, but it clearly has been spotted. So it believes itself, up until recently, at the very least, hidden and unknown as to what it's doing. That arrogance might help us in finding exactly where it is. They're definitely something that is not commonly known enough that without randomly wandering into an expert on the plane of Abaddon or someone basically doing what you did, even most scholars could look right at a Paraka and not recognize it. 
So now here's the question. Not to mention they're shapeshifters, so like, who really knows what they actually look like? Do we try and seek this out? Do we go and talk to the Church of Abadar to see if we can get some holy items or some consecrated items that might help us fight it? And I risk possibly... Know. I don't know that Church of Abadar would have much in the way of holy. Abadar is not a good aligned god. It is true. It is lawful. Still don't think it would be a terrible idea to warn people, although they might go around killing any white animal there is. Yeah, probably. Or getting themselves killed in the process, more than likely. And we don't yeah. need to let our good, good friend who is sent by Pytherius let him know that we've already figured out what this is. It strikes in people's sleep. Warning people about it would not accomplish much, I don't think. Would do more also, to tip point. the creature off that someone was onto it than anything else. I don't think this is information we should, at the moment, be spreading around. So do we just try and wander and see if we can find it? Or do we just carry on business because obviously somehow it found Nell. We must have come across it at some point and never even noticed. We don't know how large its reach is either. It might be able to encompass the whole town. Who knows? It might not even know. be in the town. Yeah, it could be in the town. Uh, I'm going to wander into Nell's room and pick up the spear and see... Nell is super unconscious and does not notice. Yeah, I'm just going to wander in and just pick up the spear and see how heavy it is and see if I can't... I don't know, maybe at some point just just carry it with me in case we need to blindly whack at some Not point a with a spear. shining, gilded spear of white metal. It's about three feet long, but it's pretty solid. It weighs around three pounds. Um, okay, I so I guess think you can actually stuff. wield this perfectly fine. I'm just checking. I'm pretty um, sure she can. I think because it is a simple weapon, and I'm pretty sure gunslinger. Yeah, you you have martial proficiency even. Uh, you can yeah. wield this perfectly fine, and beyond that, though you'd only get to do it once without getting it back. The spear is just as effective as a throwing weapon, and you're that's just off your dexterity. So you're pretty good at throwing stuff. So, so you, you can't could, get it back ever, or I mean, you well, just you'd throw have to it and then you go, have to go get it back. Get it. If you throw it and stick it into a paraca, now the paraca <laughs> has it because it's stuck in them. So you can't exactly throw it again without pulling it out of the paraca and throwing and moving away. But uh, you could get one pretty good throw out of it. But okay. you could also you are like you are military trained veteran. You can wield a short spear perfectly fine. Okay. So I'm going to get rid of my day rations, which is one pound, and try and figure out what else I can get rid of. You'll actually, uh... uh because plus what is cold iron to make your weapon, then? Three. It's plus three. Plus three. So I thought. Yeah, you know you could do that. Yeah, um, I was just remembering the number. You will honestly swing a holy weapon perfectly fine because you're, uh, and this is mechanics because you need a pathfinder. You're a full bab class as a gunslinger, 
and your strength isn't negative, and it's a plus one weapon. So, I mean, you, if you were meleeing with that thing, Dara, you'd be swinging that at plus eight, which is really not bad. Not bad? Cool. It's not Just nearly as high as you shoot a bow, but it's not total garbage. You're still you a trained soldier. Yeah, you're still a trained soldier. <laughs> okay, I have to get this thing. You can deadly aim a thrown weapon, right? I think so. I don't see why not. It's a ranged weapon. Deadly aims ranged weapons. <laughs> deadly <laughs> aim, throw it really well. So. Party, what is the plan for this morning? The new day ahead of you, and Baylor's magic has learned something. Shall we go look for our missing conspiracy theorist and look out for white animals as we do so? Either that, or try to get what more information we can about this cult. Oh, cults. Maybe what she found out has to do with the cult. We kind of did get interrupted while we were talking to the chief enumerator. Well, I can give you guys a minute to figure out exactly what you want to do today, because you know that discussion we had pre-show about whether we're bother going to bother taking a break today? Guess who's got to pee? It's me. What so did I are, say? We what are, in I fact, yep. taking a break today. So... <laughs> You head out of your, uh, you head out of your apartment, out into Greater Yonmas. And let us go back to the Greater Yonmas map. Uh, where is it that you want to go specifically? Because I will uh, give you a couple of points of interest here. You have over yonder, back when I was allowed to use the text tool, before I was apparently just banned from that. Uh, I'll give you, there are two marks, D and E on your map now. E, pretty nearby. Uh, up on the top of the hill, that's Savory's. That's where you were headed last night. D over here on the far right is the address that you were given out on the edge of the city walls for the missing person. And I think at this point we can also pretty safely give you the commerce hall there. And just walking through town, you would have seen the Temple of Abadar fairly centrally located. So uh, this close to the police station, of course. Yeah, this other hill has a name. It's Hedge Hill, and uh, Councillor Atun, fashion man, had invited you to come down to his warehouse at Atun's Imports down on the canals in Southern Coinside. Uh, now Yanmas is divided into a few regions. The northwestern portion here, around the lower hill with the Commerce Hall, is again called Coinside. It's literally called Coinside. That is a generally kind of cheaper, lower rent area in Yanmas, but Yanmas doesn't really have like a ghetto. It's not the Narrows by any means. It's just the more reasonable side of town. And then across the canal in the Southwest is Bountiful. And Bountiful is inns, markets, taverns, breweries. It's the trade hub, the commercial center, the densest and one of the richest parts of town. Swinging around to the eastern side, out near where your missing person is, the area behind Hedge Hill, the forested mountain, is just called Back Hill. And you would have come through that area, and that's a fairly simple, 
middle-class residential district. Uh, again, where you're going to find your missing person. And finally, up to the northern area, by around the Temple of Abadar, is named for that church side. Up there is definitely the oldest portion of the town. The buildings there are, let's say, venerable is the word that I'm going to choose, but very well upkept. A lot of them are an older style uh, with older methods of architecture. It's very much the central old town nugget that Yanmis just spiraled south and west out of. All of the town's temples and religious, religious establishments are up around church side, but none of them even come close to comparing to the massive Temple of Abadar, which is nearing the height of the Commerce Hall, which is on a huge hill next to it. Well, I'm quite interested in finding Baylor or checking into Baylor's missing person. Especially if maybe that could generate another lead. Did, did Brosif ever tell us exactly where he saw that white goat? Outside he said it was of the outside city gates. the uh, eastern gates. Which, that's the way we're headed. We could very yeah. much go out and check her house and then go outside and look around and see if we see any white, beautiful white animals. <laughs> True. Okay. So you want to head over to that address is where you want to go. You want to move through uh, church side over to the eastern side of town because, mm -hmm. well, really, it's kind of both your leads, honestly. To the address of Caradina Farkin. So as you make your way through town here... Do we see any cult members as we're making our way through town? or, or you, uh, uh, you do not immediately. It's animals? pretty early morning. You're setting out after you wake up and use your hour to prepare, and business is already beginning in the streets, but the town has very much not hit its full stride yet. Uh, you don't see anybody wearing crazy cult, like hooded cult robes or anything standoffishly obvious. But you make your way down along this main road and across to the far side of town to Farkin's address. Uh, this walk all the way from one city wall to the opposite takes you about half an hour. But you encounter no resistance, no dangers this time. Nobody tries to stab you. So it's a market step up from last night where people did try to stab you. Well, we don't have Nell with us, so... Well, yeah, he usually was... provokes the most stabbing. Mm -hmm. There's going to have to be ulterior methods of stabbing going on since you don't have your official stabbing magnet to come stand in front of you and do stabbing stuff. So as you approach the address you were looking for, the building does kind of stand out a little bit from the ones around it. Uh, the house itself is not markedly different, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be terribly well upkept. It's a bit run down and the yard is full of weeds and one kind of drooping willowy tree reaches over the full-bodied, seven-foot-high wooden fence that encircles the entire yard. As far as you can see up and down the road, it is the only house that actually has a fully encircling fence like this. None of the others do whatsoever. 
Uh, the closest they have is like a decorative embellishment as of an entryway, but no actual proper fence. And the tall house is pretty narrow and all of its window shutters are closed. But there is a thin trail of smoke issuing from its kind of crooked chimney. The front door is the most obvious indication of, you know, weird possible residence in here, as it has a full-sized metal sheet amateurishly nailed onto the front of it, covering the entire breadth of the door. And there is a sign hanging from an L in the center with thick black lettering that says absolutely no solicitors or psychic manipulators. Well, turns out we're neither, so... I thought she was missing. This appears that she is home. Is the information I was given that she had been missing... Maybe she wasn't the only one who lived here? Very possibly. So the metal door on the front, it's nailed... The door, it's its, nailed, it's a uh, sheet of metal nailed onto the door. You onto can the see door. the oh, edges of the, the door, door around it. It is a wooden, oh, okay. no, and it's not nailed across the door frame, I was like... no. It's, it's nailed onto <laughs> the actual door. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Okay, good. Well... Huh. So there is one Can gate that leads up to a, a pretty simple walk when you get to the door. Can we tell what kind of metal that plate's made out of? It literally just looks like thin sheet iron. Alright. Do we just walk up and knock? I don't know how well that's going to go with the sign, but I mean, it'll be a place to start. Those. Are we solicitors or psychic manipulators? Well, I mean, I I mean, depends on your definition of solicitor, I guess. Or yeah. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, somebody was honestly worried for her well-being. That doesn't seem like solicitation to me. That seems just we're doing a wellness check. There you go. Go. Let's leave with that. We're on a wellness check. <laughs> so you head up to the door for your wellness check. Sure. <laughs> so the, uh, the gate is unlatched. It's a, uh, and you're able to get in and walk up to the front door and it's covered in this metal sheet. So you just reach up and kind of on the outside of the metal sheet itself. There's no immediate response. I pull my dueling dagger and knock with the, the metal part so it's a little louder. So you, you just bang on the door again with the, the face of your dagger on the metal. Uh, this sound ringing throughout the streets and drawing some looks from a couple of passersby and a fairly indignant glare from a neighbor a couple doors down. <laughs> and with that... There's a gentle, tiny creak. And the door opens. Not all the way, 
but a tiny little crack. And inside, you can see, well, a very small portion of a lady with pretty unkempt, wild, blonde hair and a fairly long gaunt face. Her eyes fairly sunken in. That's about all you can get through the crack, maybe about an inch wide. As that eyeball just glances around through the door. He doesn't say anything, just looks at you. Hello. Baylor? What was this lady's name again? On the authority of Umber Grubel, we have been sent to investigate the well-being of a Caradina Farkin. They're very, very slightly cracks open again faster this time, and you see again the eye kind of peek through. I don't know who's asking. I'm fine. Go. Just the Oregon. There we go. <laughs> Mission solved. <laughs> who's knocking now? Kahina <laughs> knocks again. Banging again on the door. Mission frame accomplished, Keith. No. And the door, even less slightly, just a hair, cracks open. And you hear a hissing from inside. Can you read the sign? No solicitations! We're not solicitations. Nor are we psychic manipulators. We have been told that you are the person to come to for the truth. Moment of silence. You can hear it kind of sh shift around a little bit. What truth? The truth of all the dark happenings in Yanmas. That if we want to get to the bottom of all the horrible things that are happening to people, that you are the only one who knows the truth. One moment. And she shuts the door again. And you hear the rattling of what has to be eight different locks on the uh, the inside of the door. Chains being undone, clanking, latches being unwound, gears turning. You did this, Kira. You did this. Solid metal objects thudding to the floor. The wooden floor inside the house behind the door. And then finally, she opens the door wider. But not far, far from actually open. Opens it to maybe a cool 25 degrees. Just quickly, inside. Don't let them see you. Kane, it will do. Ex uh, I will do exactly as told, and I will straight inside. Not a happy look on my face, but <laughs> I am not. I'm not pleased either. So as you walk inside, you can see that her house is just as much of a total mess on the inside as it is the outside. There are maps and notes scattered across not only the sad pair of tables and a kitchen wow. counter she has in here, but also across the floor and about anywhere you could conceivably sit as well. Uh, there are a lot of red threads with thumbtacks. <laughs> no, but there are a whole lot of uh, like charcoal sketches of very plain looking people tacked up onto the wall. 
with uh, notes and frantic scramblings written on like the wall figures. around them. Please <laughs> like, tell me they're stick figures. There are not stick figures, but like really crappy drawings of people's faces. Okay. Um, series of numbers and question marks with a lot of spaces everywhere. And she kind of totters around the room with her fingers steepled back and forth, pacing. Okay. You seek. They didn't send you, did they? No. We are from. from Marat. We are not from here. But we were told. Marat's not important. This isn't important. No. Do. Hold on. Show me your hands. Honori. And she looks at all of your hands. And as she goes down the line, she holds your hands up, not looking at your hand, but your wrist. And she checks the uh, the bottom of each of your wrists. Okay. All right, none of you bear their silver marks. So, you seek the truth. You are a... I mean, what is your purpose? What are you... Why are you hunting the, the secret masters? We wish for to stop them from inflicting pain on the people of Yanmas and possibly on all of Taldor. The people of, of Yanmas, even Taldor, are relevant. No. If these dreams come to their fruition, if their plans are completed, they will awaken. And the whole world will suffer their wrath. No, 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 this cannot happen. That you know, you know. How much do you know about Rovagug? About which? Rovagug. The entombed one. In the center of the Decent world. enough enough amount? I mean, what's your minimum? You can roll on a religion, like, 37. So, I mean, uh, you know. I mean, my minimum I can roll on anything is 10. Okay, so you definitely would Religion know would be who, 12 is my minimum. know who Rovagug is. You would know at least the basic concepts of Rovagug. It's just, he is only the beginning. He is nothing. He is just the source. No. 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 Here. I have to know I can trust you. She looks and she stops dead in her tracks. Like she's thinking really hard. Not really sure what exactly it is she's trying to figure out. We have no silver wrists. But they would know that. They would send someone without the mark. They would know I would ask, but they would know that I would see the marks and distrust you because you don't bear them. Now, we'll be more suspicious if they had sent somebody with the marks, knowing that I know about them, seeing through their ruse to avoid the marks and trust too quickly. No, no, that is not enough. Have you been to the Encircling Bower? There's no time! You need to attend their rituals. You need to see what these frivolous cultists know. They're not the source of the problem. They're not behind all of this. They don't serve the secret masters, but they surely run their own investigations. Surely they have their own information. Have you seen them? Have you met them? Have you been to their meetings? Not yet. Okay. We were looking to meet them. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go right now, but not right now. Tonight, but not tonight at dusk. Go to the Encircling Bower. Witness their meetings. See what you can learn. Follow their leads. Find more on the Secret Masters and come back to me. 
Tonight! But not tonight. Tomorrow night. Okay. Not tomorrow night. Later. I'll be in touch. Go, 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 go. Mm. And she shoes you towards the front door, physically pushing on whoever is wait, closest. Wait. Just, <laughs> to just you, go, Shin. Just To get just you out the annoyed. front door. I... Just... Okay. And after all of you have been ushered outside, the door slams behind you. I'm just going to smile and wave like we've just talked to an old friend and tug on Anoi and Dara and be like, let's go. So you would have noticed while uh, you were coming through the doorway into her house that she literally has panels of lead in the lining of her interior walls. <laughs> Oh, that's so they can't see that's, through the walls. I know that's, that. That's, that's that's why I was asking about the <laughs> the one on the front door. I'm like, the one on the door looks like house. sheet iron, but she does literally have lead panels. It's not a full wall. It's like patches of two by two panels built into her wall lining. Okay. Awesome. She's not entirely wrong. A thin so, sheet of lead does stop spells like detect magic and such. <laughs> so as you uh, emerge, have we learned anything? I don't know. Have we learned anything, Baylor? <laughs> I mean, obviously she wants us to go and observe our cult friends this evening at dusk and watch particularly and pay close attention to their... Um, to to their service but what was all she was talking the entombed one my out my religion knowledge outside of abadar and shellen is very is not exceptionally strong i very highly doubt anything having to do with rovagug only being the beginning is properly true <laughs> Okay. But what if it is, Baylor? Uh, then we're all screwed anyway, <laughs> and may we as well enjoy matters. our last day. We're level seven. Let's go get drunk. So I assume, I assume this is that was basically just end of days talk. For that, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure I would know this, and I think I've got this right, as far as like out of character knowledge. It took like most of the known worshiping worshipped gods that currently exist to capture Rovagug and put a stop to him. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that'd be well, you told it actually. So roll me a knowledge religion because worship of Serenray has been outlawed here until very recently. So of all the gods you wouldn't know a lot about, Serenray is actually pretty high on that list, as is Asmodeus. So they were the two that led that whole thing. But that's a twenty-seven. 27. Yeah, you know about Rovagug's imprisonment. Uh, Saren Ray, Asmodeus, and the boys pretty much all set around. Saren Ray and Asmodeus put aside uh, all their differences with everyone else to pull all of their power to make the. It's kind of the origin of the world story, uh, religiously, to create Galarian as a prison for Rovagug. And Rovagug awakening would be the end times. That would be goodbye, planet. Saren Ray is the neutral good goddess who teamed up with the lawful evil god. 
Asmodeus, the patron of freaking Chelyax. The, like, basically a lord of hell. That Not basically the lord. He's pretty much Satan. That's basically the lord of hell. He's he's basically Galarian Satan. Teamed up with Saren Ray. Like, pillar That's of good. That's how bad Robogug is. And it is said that Saren Ray placed the fire of the sun at the heart of Galarian to eternally burn the rough beast in his prison. Yep. Probably so like it was, wow. This is Galarian Avengers, essentially. Even yeah, kind of. Shellen hates this guy. Every, and Shellen well, doesn't hate her own evil brother. It's not so much she, hate as if he awakes literally everything nice. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. you would call that feeling. <laughs> and even feuding gods join together to oppose his release. Yeah, he No is, one wants this guy free. He is almost Lovecraftian. He is just destruction incarnate. So, yeah. So, yeah, a, anything being said about Rovagug is only the beginning, I would highly discount. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. They're telling tall tales. But... But there may house. still be a grain of truth into investigating what this cult is up to. And she may have other information in the future. And if she trusts us, that information would be more easily accessible. This is very true. So, I'm in agreement with that. What is the plan now? Do you guys want to wander outside the city looking for goats, or shall we talk to this cult? I, oh. <laughs> choices, choices. <laughs> I mean, how how we're still in the morning, right? Like, it's still early morning. It took you half an we hour can to walk go here in like 30 seconds to get kicked then... out of her house. I mean, we already started this day on such a high note. I mean, like... <laughs> Let's go goat hunting. Yeah, let's go see if we can find a goat. Maybe join a cult by the afternoon. See how it goes. Why not? So you guys want to head out of the eastern city walls here. Mm -hmm. That's fair enough. So you aren't far from the eastern exit that leads out to Kazmaran to another continent outside of the inner sea regions. And you head outside to see the same sea of tents that graced the southern entrance when you arrived. The same just sprawling ocean of merchants and travelers posted up outside the walls of Yonmas is here at the height of spring. The city grows so far beyond what its walls can handle. But out here, the ethnic makeup is markedly different. Uh, whereas almost everyone near the southern gate were Taldans. There's... They're probably a minority out here uh, with it being a huge amount of various Kellid ethnicities, the uh, the race of Kazmaron. And uh, beyond that, a much greater mix of travelers and merchants than the very plain Talden trade route that had been the mm -hmm. south. But otherwise, other than the, uh, the makeup of the people and then just the general style of their tents and their wares everything set up out here is largely the same now just don't go spreading around what we're looking Kellen for Kellishite, both. 
I don't know what you're talking about, Baylor. I'm out here to wander and shop the tents and whatnot for those that have setups and stuff. So just basically wandering. You wouldn't be able I to find. We were, I thought we were out here looking for a white goat. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean. We just said, let's not talk about why we're out here. Oh. It's been a long morning, Kahina. It has. So why don't we go see? Maybe one of these lovely people has like some kebabs or something we can eat. It would be an assortment of mm -hmm. kebab. There would be a whole lot of out here. Not out here. Yeah. Because if the... you make kebabs out of goats, maybe there's a goat hanging out with the meat. Like in the back, parading as a goat. I think there's a goat hanging out being the meat. Well, <laughs> is that possible that they killed a paraca and people? They probably ate it? did not no. randomly. There's no yeah, way it would kill a paraca thinking it was a goat. We won, guys. Take him home. Good job, guys. We won. Coup de gras, the paraca, while it's not looking, fails its fortitude save. Yeah, that poor, that, that poor, uh, Baraka would probably be so ashamed. He'd like, probably wow, be so how embarrassed. How this goes so wrong? <laughs> the first understand. person to eat the kebabs becomes patient zero in the Walking Dead. Person. Oh my God! Walking <laughs> so, Dead There would be a huge amount of uh, various tents and stalls out here offering a wide assortment of uh, foreign foods from Kazmaron and Kadirian lands. Uh, a lot of things that would be something that you don't see very often in, Sol in Taldor. Uh, their traditions, they eat a whole lot of different things. There are racks of scorpion meat, and there are pies uh, brewed up with an assortment of herbs that you've barely heard the names of. All kinds of totally different things out here, but they're also aware they're outside Yonmis, and there are still Talden traders that go to and from Kazmarong to all the way out to Vudrani kingdoms. So there's perfectly normal food you can pronounce out here, too. Beyond that, any about any kind of mundane goods you could want, there are stalls for. But mm -hmm. there are just swaths of tents and stands dedicated to clothing, jewelry, and antiquities. Uh, just various odds and ends and decorations. You can find pretty... It's a massive like flea market where you can find on the edge of the country. So you can find pretty much anything out here. But you're wandering around looking for a weird goat. So. Probably some breakfast, too. Yeah. Some breakfast. You we can definitely get some good breakfast. So what I is probably have heard of these herbs. Yes, wizard, we understand that you're the exception when I say it's stuff that people haven't heard of. 37-inth guy. We know that. Shut up, nerd. Kahina doesn't care. I'm just like, food. There's food out there? Kellish. You what? Oh, you speak Kellish? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Do you speak Vidrani? Was that? Do you speak Vidrani? That one I do not. There is a, a lot of the business going on out here is in Kalish. Uh, but there is also a smattering of Vidrani around from out even further east. And to give you guys this, uh, this race this perspective, you know, Kyra, the iconic cleric? She's Kalishite. Mm -hmm. And the... The iconic monk is Vidrani, so that's that's kind of what we're what we're looking mm -hmm. like. If you know those images, yeah. a lot of people that look and dress like them. 
So what is your plan while you're walking around uh, just perusing and, well, having at least a decent morning? What is your plan for trying to find the goat? Are you just wandering around hoping you run into a I mean, piraka goat? Or We can wander around talking to people, gathering information, and also just keeping an eye out in general. Mm -hmm. I was thinking just like canvas the area and ask if anybody's seen anything odd recently and if anything hits the right uh, bulletins I guess then we can follow up on it I, mean, I could See use if we find any threads to follow yeah 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 I could use some of my um, gathering yeah give me a diplomacy check to get yeah. information out here and we'll see what you end up with Mm-hmm. 47. Don't just say numbers. I was like, I was really impressed there don't for just, a second. The podcast is going to be so confused. <laughs> don't just say numbers. You don't even, none of you, I can't barely get you people to say your own numbers when you do roll nice. Don't just say a number for no reason. Okay. 31, close enough. Okay, so the with 31 the 31. Is also really high, though, to be fair. We'll give you so that one. Now nobody so, else should roll, right? With 31... I think you could beat that. You pick up two main bits of information that seem like they might be useful. A lot of the uh, Kelid, Kelashite, and Kadirans have gathered out here because Yonmus has kind of become a hostile. There's a pretty strong rumor that. Well, not even rumor. You've already heard about the Kadiran bandits, the raiders that are attacking the trade caravans, and that has put a pretty decent sentiment into a lot of the people of Yonmus to kind of become pretty secular and start distrusting outsiders. A lot of the Kadiran merchants out here, and even some of the Kelishite and the Kelid, are having a lot of trouble doing business. They're taking really big losses, and a lot of them are discussing moving their businesses out of Yanmus until this is settled, because people just won't buy their goods. People don't trust them. People won't even talk to them anymore. And the one instance you found was a uh, Kadiran, uh, just a Kadiran supply shop. It's mostly just odds and ends and antiquities. It's just goods that you would decorate a shelf in your house with. Uh, was broken into, their coins stolen and their shop destroyed. Like, they took the coin because they were there, but clearly the point was they just wrecked the place. And Racism as it, at its finest. The Firewatch hasn't, couldn't really get any leads on it. Not that they seem to have bothered to look into it very hard. They seem to brush it off just like you guys uh, arriving yesterday. The second thing you can find is another person out here talking about Karadina Farkin. And they give you a little bit of information that, uh... They ask you, well, have you been in town to speak with Karadina Farkin? The, uh, he lives out in the east, by, by the east gate, not far inside here. Uh, we actually have come across her, yes. Uh, if you're looking for odds, things sticking out in sorts, you're surely going to be talking to her. She gets herself worked out about all sorts of things. We we had noticed. What was she out here getting worked up about? The usual. Uh, through powers in town and how these dreams can be stopped and you can shield yourself from the mind control and magic with sheets of lead. But 
she comes out here ranting and raving trying to save us and someone had gone in worried about her she's just kind of a fixture really hadn't heard from her for a couple days and she'd locked herself in her damn house and won't talk to anybody hmm. I didn't get That's anything so out of her if anyone in anyone anonymous is gonna know anything it's gonna be that farkin it might not be anything worth knowing but her seems to stick her nose into everything Mm. Well, that's fairly true. We've heard much about her. And, uh, well, this guy you're talking to, another larger man steps up. I heard she locked herself away because she meddled in wrong affairs and got too friendly with wrong sort of people. Fears for her life now. For actual fear, not this nonsensical mind control magic and secret masters who would she have crossed that would actually be bold enough to just outwardly hurt someone just shrugs and turns back to what he was doing and the first guy also shrugs no idea well I hope she is careful I mean she's kind of Strange, but not a bad person, I don't think. Entertaining in a way. Mm. A shame to get her uh, to hear about her getting hurt because she went too far on one of her bad rants. This is very true. Not much else I can give you to help you, I'm afraid. Oh, that's so. You don't get a whole lot you didn't already know other than the situation in Yadmus might be a little worse than the American Powell Council had let on at first. So Gregor Hamble, the halfling that had led you into their chamber in the first place, did kind of warn you that that was a thing. I assume nothing in particular sticks out as being strange <laughs> while we're here. Not You'll see any. And that's after... White animals... <laughs> Yeah, you don't get anything about white animals, and that uh, takes about four hours out here canvassing, trying to find information. So, noon passes, and it moves into the early afternoon by the time you've come up with really little from these various Casmarone traders. Could always go looking for the bandits. No, he just wants to well, hit something. We could go... It's quite a while out of town. We could it's only go. Real lead we even have. Looking for the cult. Oh. If get you... at least the basics from them. Mm. But that's not until dusk. If you guys are walking, it'd take you almost five hours to walk out to that uh, that manor that you'd heard about, Inori. Oh, okay. If you don't bring your horses, that's a, that's a journey. That's a day trip. Yeah, that's that's about a day trip. We'll there. make a day of it one one of these days. Um, I'm not a, against looking into it. I just think mm -hmm. we should try to stick closer to home in the immediate. Maybe try to get fix the whole Paraka thing, so maybe we can fix Nell. It would be nice to have the damaged sponge to go in. 
So what's the next order of business? Head back into town? I would say head back into town. Uh, we could go and check out Savories, see if any of the more upper class um, chatter is a little more helpful. And then when it gets close to dusk, go and visit our friendly cult members. You just want to put an Orient address again. I would probably wait outside. <laughs> I don't think so. I'd be I'd be walking in there in this trench coat. If I were on business, I'm not sitting down for a meal. Well, I would probably sit outside because it might make some uncomfortable. Or oh, not well, only. You put it that way, Dora. I mean, why, why would I ever want to make anybody uncomfortable? No, I would not want to make them uncomfortable because I am Orsirian and I am of lower class. They might be more open, uh, open-lipped. What is the phrase you use? Loose lips. Loose lipped. If they are more comfortable with gossip. But mm. it does sound like a sound plan. I can just wander around and see if there's any thing I can catch up on. I'll wander around with you. We could double team. Baylor, shall Start we splitting? Go? You two, uh, Baylor and Kahina are heading to Savories, and Nori and Dara are going to just kind of. Am I the one around. dating Kahina now? Darling! I'm just gonna walk around town. Is that what we're doing? It's okay, Papa. You've been rotated. (laughs) So, if you want to, uh, are you wanting to head back to your apartment and get really dressed up, or are you just gonna go in and kind of ask around? Well, I mean, I can. I have. We are the two who have magic items. The magic items that make us look fancy. You have the sleeves of many garments, and you have. I don't actually know what you have. Envoy ring. Oh, you have the envoy ring, right. So, uh, just like, bam, nobility. So, yeah, you two don't have to do anything. Just like, ta-da, magic. Ta-da! <laughs> uh, what are you two doing, Dara and Inori? What is your plan? Um, I thought you okay. had one. I did not have a plan. It was just not going to place with fancy people, as uh, we've had great luck getting information out of them. I um, think maybe we're a lot like get... that in that aspect. I, uh, I'm going to do well with fancy people, either. I feel we could probably do the same thing, but with a different variety of people. It's more my speed. All right. So. Canvas and find some spots to check out, I guess. Maybe some other dives. (laughs) There's all kinds of other dives. uh, Yeah, let's go. Bountiful. Bar crawl. That's a great bar crawl. So you two go bar crawling. Uh, The other two of you head over to Savory's to see what you can do. So you make your way back across town to this really quite tiny restaurant. It's very, very small. And as you're arriving, it appears to have just barely opened for the day. There is a small, very small, like maybe eight to ten, a group of high-end merchants and nobles gathered around the front door talking, and a booth outside with currently nobody standing behind it and the front door is closed so 
people just milling out about outside and no one's actually opened All the door talking yet. very excitedly about the restaurant itself. Mm. Listen so, in. The things they yeah. have to say. So yeah. as me being me, that's exactly what I would start listening in on and just slowly whittle my way into the conversation because okay. I like to make friends and influence people. So you can drop in on a, a pair of nobles that are talking about their uh, their last visit to the restaurant. It doesn't seem like they have a single possible bad word to say about Savory's. Uh, by their explanation, one dinner here is life-changing. And, I mean, this is from the perspective of people who appear to have infinity money. They physically cannot imagine going back to standard fare after such an exquisite meal. And you want to... What are you go going for? Just trying to just edge in on this? Yeah. Just... Oh! Do tell! We are new in town and I am... Lord uh, Utun had told us of uh, how wonderful the food was here. Oh, Lord Atun is uh, correct beyond any would uh, believe that that man's head could possibly reach. It's... Have you been before? Tell me. I have not. Have you managed to acquire reservations? Oh, I have not. I wasn't... I wasn't aware. We're from Opara. And oh. I... Oh, I'm afraid... I, I don't know if Opara has any similarly elite restaurants. Surely it does, but I haven't oh, frequented yes. the city in quite some time. This... Establishment, you see, only... Well, the waiting list is measured more in days than hours oh. and minutes, you see. Well, how would one go around making a reservation? Surely, if we can't get in today, I would still love to try it while we're here on our stay. And the two nobles laugh, but oh, <laughs> oh you don't make... Uh, you don't come in off the street asking for reservations at Savory's, my love. It's by invitation. Ah. Truly only the town, uh, town's most elite are given the opportunity to dine here. Uh, Argentus doesn't waste his time with anything less than the best. Mm. And uh, at that, the front door would open and the, the man would turn away from you immediately. Like, you're mm. just like, nope, you're nothing. Uh, to look at the front door as everyone else moves about a step closer. And uh, a fairly tall oily-haired man stands in the doorway, impeccably dressed. And he stands up tall, one hand on his collar, and looks across the audience and sees the pair of you, Baylor and Kahina. He speaks up, Oh, fantastic. The Mercantile Council's diplomats from uh, Marat, was it? Sent by Utropia, yes. Yes, I... Uh, what brings you to this fine establishment? Was it recommended by one of the councilmen themselves, I do hope? Uh, Lord Atun told us we, while we were in town, we should very much give it a try. And, uh, the man steps forward and the crowd agape, especially the man you were just talking to, who looks like his entire life has just fallen apart in front of him. <laughs> he steps forward and extends a hand. Uh, please, my name is Argentis. I am the purveyor of this fine establishment. I would love for you to take a glimpse inside. Please do join me. Anything I could do for the envoys of Utropia to make your stay more pleasurable. 
Oh, we are honored, sir. Thank you so much. And she'd uh, take his hand and just court bow everything that I've ever been taught. All my diplomacy just oozing out of me. Barding at this man. Barding. Barding bard- all bard- over this guy. All Super massive barding. So <laughs> you uh, you do all of all of that in Baylor. <laughs> shake his hand, I'm guessing. Yeah, shake his hand, nod to him. Like, we've heard many great things in the short time we've been here. Uh, please, if you'd waited outside, I would deign to hope that it was because you would wish to sample our delicacies and not simply that you had uh, questions or had been directed here for other reasons. Uh, those oh. of your class who travel in Yanmas would be doing themselves an unholy disservice not to try at least one meal at Savory's. Of course. Please. I never turn down food. If you have the time to have us, we'd certainly oh. enjoy. Absolutely. I was coming to find reservations for one that had canceled. I, I fear that he'd befallen this nightmarish plague across the town. Oh. So we have an open table right now, in fact. Please, please. And, and he motions you through the crowd and everybody is just silent. That was kind of white mixtures of rage and sadness that you just walk up and get to go into Savory's. <laughs> yeah, like that. And he, uh. <laughs> I didn't know my phone was. <laughs> he invites you in the door. And you step inside again, a very tiny restaurant. Uh, it looks like it has literally four padded boots. That's it. That's the whole interior. Uh, the place is only about 30 feet square. And he seats you at the booth nearest to the door. Uh, all of the wood in the structure is dark, embellished with way too, possibly too much gold leaf. And you enter in a southeastern round alcove, almost like a, a miniature tower on the corner of the building, though it doesn't go any higher than the rest of it, just a rounded outcrop of the otherwise square building. And at the northeast, a similar alcove lined with windows uh, holds a huge uh, ice sculpture of a flying eagle. It's like the whole thing is its ridiculously over the top. Uh, almost, almost comedically so. Mm-hmm. And he seats to both of you and you can see that there are two other tables occupied right now uh, three people sitting at one and two at another while the table diagonal opposite you is also currently empty and he says please uh, what may I fetch you to drink i always when coming to such a fine establishment i defer to uh to the one who, to my host who has far greater knowledge than I. So you, your, your choice of wine that would pair with whatever we're having today. Oh, I would love to know wise. what you would suggest. May I recommend, and I fear this may be too forward of me. I understand that Eutropia has sent her envoys here to the city of Yadmus to aid us in our ales. I've, <laughs> of course, heard the same tales and my business has similarly been affected by these horrible nightmares. And although my lines of supply fortunately are very well and expensively guarded by the best mercenaries my coin can buy, I have heard that many others suffer, and as they do, this city does, and so do I. 
This meal will be complimentary, and if you will allow me to guide you on a journey of flavor this evening. And he picks up the menus he had set down. Let me bring you my personal best recommendations. I would be humbled by this, good sir. Thank you. It is my honor to do this business for the servants of the Lady Eutropia. Now, there are no allergies or anything we terribly no, must I... avoid this evening, are there? Baylor? No. By all means. Fantastic. Bring us your suggestions. I will return very shortly. I'll get things started for you in the kitchen. Then I have one more group I must see. But please, I do very much hope you enjoy. Thank and he you. nods. And before he goes in the back, he personally stands by the and checks in with the table next to you and the one across from you. It seems like this man, Argentis, single-handedly runs all of the serving and everything here. He doesn't appear to have a staff outside the kitchen. He literally does it all himself. The reason? Unclear. Uh, but he disappears back into the kitchen, leaving you for the moment alone in the restaurant with the other diners enjoying their meals. Mostly a lighter fare, as it is fairly early afternoon, so it's mm -hmm. kind of a mid-afternoon lunch. Man seems to think very highly of himself. Lots of restaurateurs and businessmen, tradesmen, often do. But from if the line outside of nobles is, you know, any suggestion, he's deserved every bit of it. It could very well be deserved, yes. I suppose we're here to see. I'm very anxious. And as... We're chattering and stuff, keeping an ear and an eye out as well to hear maybe what other people are talking about in the background. Uh, they, from what you can pick up, the group next to you appear to just be like uh, kingpins of, of a major merchant company. Uh, they mostly do transport and trading. And from the sounds of it, the two of them don't understand the very beginning of the concept of money and have never wanted for anything in their life. But they are back and forth discussing their meal, their opportunity to come here, and briefly their business ventures. You can hear a little bit from the group across the restaurant, and they as well appear to be an extremely affluent group. Very well off, and supplying a large amount of the city's bakeries with various grains and uh, imports that you can't grow up here in northern uh, northern Taldor. They as well, pretty large merchant baron group. Everyone in, there's nobody in here who is not almost literally made of platinum pieces. Mm -hmm. So after a brief moment, Argentis reemerges with a pitcher, a pair of glasses on a tray, and weirdly enough, a ladle. He says, now, I need you to trust me on this one, as this is a fantastic presentation. It's Ooh. something I learned actually from the impossible kingdoms far out east. The Vidrani people do the most mystical things with their drinks. Now, if we were to pour this normally, you may taste it as though it were a mundane wine. But, and this is going to sound again a bit awkward, but 
I'm going to ask you to place your faith in me for this evening. If I can use this, you'll see there is a mix of what appear to be thin reeds within this. Now, this is a spice not found anywhere, not just in Taldor, but anywhere in this entire continent. Only out in the farthest reaches of the lands can you acquire... Oh, I, I don't even believe I can pronounce the name of what this is. And uh, as he's literally ladling this wine, talking about it into your cup, Kahina, make me a will save. Why can I not find my... Aha! So, you, when you get a 25, you feel, as he's uh, discussing and pouring this for you, you feel like a, a compulsion in your mind. Like a, a, a magical compulsion. But you are a 7th level bard. And a little concerned, you push it out fairly easily. And he prepares both these drinks for you. Sets these incredibly tall, but like wide-bottomed glasses where these reeds and little bits of what almost literally just looks like a, a thick soil settled at the bottom of the cup. And says, now your, uh, your meal should be prepared here shortly. Uh, please, if there's anything you want for, I will do my best to make your wishes come true here. Now, you haven't drank any of this wine yet, so this isn't like a will set against the wine or anything. You didn't, mm -hmm. you didn't this is why I was preparing it. Mm-hmm. Baylor, you also make me a will save. Let me just check. Is this against an enchantment? I believe so. Let me double check it. I'm I'm positive it is. It's a mind affecting enchantment, yeah. Yeah, with a 22, you feel a similar... With a 24, even. Because it's an enchantment. You feel a similar thing to what I just described to Kahina. Like, there's some... I mean, you, you are much more familiar... Uh, you're a bard, actually. You're both probably equally familiar with enchantment <laughs> and compulsion spells. You also feel that, like, tug, almost. Like, an, an imposition on your mind. Pull at you, but you are a 7th level wizard. And you push it off fairly easily as well. <laughs> as uh, again, just finishes serving this and heads back to the kitchen. Kahina's gonna lean forward and smile, like she's telling, like I'm telling Baylor some, some deep dark secret or flirty secret, and she's going, and then, <coughs> sorry, my flu. How much do you want to bet that this wine is awful, that the food is awful, and that everybody thinks this place is great? because of whatever he's casting when he comes out here to talk to us. And I'm going to whisper back. Play it cool. Mm -hmm. Don't say no, he anything. Didn't, he didn't encant anything. He didn't do any like spell casting gestures. But we both felt right. something. But you but both felt, felt something. something. So I'm going to lean forward and take a very small sip of the wine. It tastes fine. Like, okay. 
It's not. But it's not, it's not as garbage. Amazing. It's not like it doesn't. This is not a life changing religious experience. Mm-hmm. This isn't mind blowing. It's just. I'm, I'm going to try it. Decent wine. And is there anything I can do to try to identify what the stuff is actually floating in it? <laughs> yeah, no, craft alchemy. Chemical lab, probably not. You can pull a piece out and bite it and see if he recognizes the taste, but not really. Like he said, it was a spice. It's just like not easily here. No. Yeah, I, I so. figured not. But unless he like, unless it was like a taste you obviously recognized, and it's so. not. Yeah. It's not now. Seeing right. seeing that there's probably nothing wrong with the wine. She yeah, it's it's good. And, it's just not amazing. It's like yeah, perfectly sip and smile wine. and I'll, I'll, I'll continue looking interested in mm-hmm. the spices Very, in the wine, mm-hmm. but not really be saying much as I'm trying it. Commenting. It is. It's it's a divine. It's it's nothing like I've ever tasted before. As you're talking about that, one of the people in the seat nearest in front of you, a fairly he's a fairly portly gentleman, he turns around. Ah, oh, it's the first time you've had the pleasure of enjoying this new savories restaurant. It is. We uh, we are on. Uh, we are here as envoys of the Princess Eutropia. We've come to. Uh, and we were invited in by Argentus. What a wonderful, wonderful man. I can't hardly believe our luck seeing the line outside. As well, you should understand your station. It's a truly an experience that one cannot possibly come through Yanmus without missing. I- I'm Serfidena, by the way. It's very nice to meet you, Kahina uh, Rostam. I've not heard a single man, woman, or child within the walls of this city with any opinion other than that which we share. This, I, I, I don't understand exactly what it is he does, but it's remarkable. Uh, it can't be duplicated, not by anything that I've experienced in, in my long life on this world. And I can, I can see just by this that we are in for such a treat. Maybe a sense motive check. That's a natural 20. 35, this guy's charmed. This guy is very charmed. This guy is clearly charmed. Well, it's not, not, well, let me rephrase that. It's, he's not clearly not charmed. Clearly. But that's a 35 cents motive, and both of you are pretty familiar with magic. You can read people, and you can pick up on the subtle noteworthy idiosyncrasies and, and minor ticks people have when they're not acting entirely under their own drive mm-hmm. he's not compelled like the people who attacked you yesterday mm-hmm. that was a much stronger effect but he is definitely charmed it's not altering his actions just his perceptions exactly exactly he's mm-hmm. still fully in control of himself but he is charmed okay <laughs> so i'm right <laughs> you're right yes the food is not as great as everybody says. He just makes you think it is. That's awesome. So <laughs> can't even throw shade at that. I, I can't that's, even a that's a wonderful business model for Yamnit. Very good. Can't Very good. That's like a, that wizard running a restaurant. I don't have to be able to cook. I just gotta be able to cast our person pretty well. <laughs> like 
You because... can reflavor things with prestidigitate. There's a much easier way to go about this. Yeah, but you have to, like... You can reflavor things to I, your yeah, I... ability, like... You still have to know how to make it be the most amazing thing anyone's ever experienced. If you just freaking charm somebody, you're like, ta-da, doesn't matter what I cook. I can make half-decent stuff, and you're charmed. Bam, it's the most amazing thing you've ever eaten. So both of you kind of pick up on this, and both of you understanding mm -hmm. magic at this point have kind of put together the racket that Argantis is running with Savories. But, uh, it's about ten more minutes before Argantis reemerges from the kitchen, uh, bearing a tray with two dishes upon it. And he brings it out and lays it on the table and puts one dish in front of each of you. And this is... <laughs> They are, well, I hope you didn't come here because you were hungry. Because this is definitely not that kind of restaurant. You have got what appears to be one, maybe finger-sized section of what looks to be a, a piece of grilled fish. With three different sauces drizzled across it in, in various ways and a leafy garnish on top. Next to a tart topped with a single cherry about the size of the single cherry. This is one of those kind of places. <laughs> so, <laughs> as he, he lays these down... The more money you spend, the less food you get. Yeah, that is that is pretty much how it goes. Yeah. So as Argantis lays both these down with a wide smile, he introduces what they are, again, just throwing out all these tales of uh, far-flung kingdoms and imports and fish brought in from regions of outside Rahad Doom and the warmest water in the blah. You know what he's mm -hmm. doing at this point. But uh you know that if all well, this might act he's not he might not be lying. It doesn't matter because that's mm -hmm. not how Savory's works. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm still going to look impressed at the things he is yeah. saying. <laughs> the presentation because i am impressed with the things he is saying. and this man he smiles <laughs> appearing to believe that the charm has worked mm -hmm. and so yes yeah, so i uh, i don't wish to pry but i do enjoy getting to know the clientele that i bring forth and further those that someone is glorious and as well-placed as the princess Eutropia would have brought into her umplay. What brought you to the city of Yonmez? Well, what brought you? Are you relations of the, the Stavian line? Are you senatorial family? Staff in the palace, perhaps? We are, uh, actually, my husband is the tribune of Stockies in Marat. And uh, I've had long-standing uh, ties uh, with the Stavian family as well. Oh, understandable. And dear, the two of you, I, I must say, are a beautiful couple. One of the finest <laughs> to have graced this fine restaurant in the months that I have had it open, or in the weeks I've had it opened. And, and I look so much forward to meeting all of the wonderful people that Yanmas brings to my door. It's such a wonderful city, isn't it? Now, tell me, the Tribune of Stachius, you say, in this county of Marat, is that in Taldora? Uh, yes, it would be just to the south. Oh, uh, several it... days travel. 
I'm not familiar with the place, I must admit. What is it, a trading community? Is it a... Uh, yes, small... It is small farming on the outside of the Palace of Birdsong. Oh, what kind of crops do they grow? Is it a specialty area, or...? Uh, there are several. We do have some specialty wheats, uh, and I believe... Was it, uh, a specialty pea that they were growing, um... And I believe Nell was using some of uh, the cranberries from uh, our nearby sister city, Moost, to make some beautiful, beautiful wines, cranberry oh, wines. I have been searching for, uh, for a cranberry supplier for an idea for a dessert that I've had for quite some time, but couldn't quite find any uh, proper sourcing. Please, I, I do hope that you enjoy your meals, and perhaps later we can discuss dealings. Yanmus uh, is the gilded city for a reason, after all, and we could be beneficial to each other, I'm sure. I'm sure the crabs would love to hear that, and I, if I could ever get her out of Moost, I would love to bring Sepsi my dear friend Sepsinia and her mother, Dame Crab, up here. They do so, so love fine dining. Oh, I would very much love to meet them. And he bows briefly and says, I am sure that you will find this meal beyond your satisfactions, but please, if there is anything I can do to make you more comfortable, you need only ask. And Thank he, you so much. And he nods and steps uh, back across the room to the three on the other side, the bread importers. And as he does, you hear him, if you have your meals, you hear him start talking to them about a supply deal that they were making. Mm-hmm. And suddenly making start with to get him off, or with, with him. each other? Oh, with, with him. him. This is so how he gets his food. Okay. Of how the savory's operation runs. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's getting a really good price, isn't he? It sounds like he is getting a spectacular price. A price. Mm-hmm. And probably far more food than runs through this restaurant. <laughs> Hmm. So, Interesting. The two of you uh the two of you have what is again a pretty good but let's say dig in to the food, but it's not much digging to be digging done. It's not a whole lot of digging, it's already been fully unearthed at this point. There's there's nothing to dig into. So you know that there is a uh, you pretty much at this point have put together what this place is doing, and the meals are good, but not of the right home about. Perfectly fine. Definitely probably not worth the price that most people are paying for them. Fortunately, he's giving you this one, so you're good to go. But I'm going to continue looking genuinely impressed, mm -hmm. because I am genuinely impressed. <laughs> the it's amount of crap racket. that comes out of this man's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impressive racket, to be sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, as he comes back over to your table at, at the end of the meal here, which is fairly brief, unless you really take your time with this, it's oh, like we're like every bite is heaven, like just milking <laughs> it, savor it a little bit, but mm -hmm. not take literally forever. Yeah, he comes back. And he says, now, do you think? The sheer artistry of what you have set up on the plate. Shellen would 
worship this for sure. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Not in Opara, not in Castamir. I've never. I'm, I'm speechless. This is beautiful praise, my lady, and I thank you. I am glad that everything you had found to your taste, and you, sir, I hope that you as well were pleased by your experience here at Savory's. Now, it's truly an experience I do not think I will ever see met in another location. Then I have certainly done my job well, as have my wonderful chefs in the back. Now, I do have uh, one final thing that I'd like to include. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar the pair of you are with magical dealings, but I am a bit of a studied mage myself, and there is a spell that I have prepared in my travels that is very much useful in the after meal to enjoy the, the glow of such an experience for, for much longer, if I may. Baylor? Darling? If you are uncomfortable, I, I, I surely understand, but you've, you've not had the full savories experience without it, I assure you. But please, I do not wish to press my newest clients here. And I do not wish to force anything you are uncomfortable with. If that is all, as I said, it's the least I can do to offer it to the envoys of Eutropia. And well, you know, I, 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 I think I like. Is anyone else has anyone else finished a meal more recently? They are going very slowly, and it seems like half the experience of savories is just being, being allowed in, in there. Savories, mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. they. Mm -hmm. Like the ones across you are setting up a deal with Argentis as they sit here. Mm -hmm. So neither of the other two groups have left yet. No. I. I feel I would be a bit more comfortable had I seen it occur on someone else. No, no, it's... no. Of course, I very much, I very much understand. Uh, magic is a fickle thing, and it's. Uh, as one who has practiced it for many years of my adult life, I understand that more fully than most but I do hope that this has been an evening to remember and that perhaps if you're due, once your duties here have finished the pair of you may return I we would so desperately love to and, and to bring our the other members of our uh, group as well I can't hardly fathom that they have missed out on such a wonderful experience I'm certain that we'll be able to work something else now Please do savor the rest of your evening. Thank you. And he steps aside to uh, check in with the table next to you guys. Can I roll to, like, size him up? I will be a, a categorically a knowledge local. You absolutely yeah. can. See, if this guy were putting these abilities to other uses, how effective he might be. So with no. a Only 15, there's, there's not a ton that you can tell. Uh, you shook off whatever magic that tried to take hold of you fairly easily, but you're not even sure that originated actually from him. Uh, mm. But looking him over, he does have a pair of spell books on his hip. And 
anyone who knows more spells than one spell book will hold is at least a fairly formidable wizard. But you can't get a whole lot beyond that. Mm -hmm. Unsure. So, do you leave after your evening of dining? Um, I, I would try to linger a little while, mm -hmm. like finishing off a drink or something, mm -hmm. to see if I could draw it out enough to see him cast anything on someone else. But if it starts getting to the point where it's awkward and feeling like we'd be asked to leave, I would Probably go ahead and get up. Just draw me a D100. We'll get the luck die going in here. I think this is the first one I've rolled of this. That's a 31. 31. So you linger for a couple minutes, just slowly nursing a drink, and it doesn't look like any of the other two oh. groups are going to be leaving mm -hmm. anytime soon. You'd have to, mm -hmm. you have to kind of mm -hmm. awkwardly hang around mm -hmm. for anyone else to be getting out before the pair of yeah. you do. Idea 100, for those of you unfamiliar, is just the luck die. Roll high, things work more in your favor. You roll low, they don't. Instead of me just arbitrarily deciding. Mm -hmm. That's a cool thing. I like doing it. So I would stand with the help of Baylor and just look that I'm just like so taken in, just looking around as we as we leave. Like I'm just totally enchanted with everything that the um the whole place has to offer. So I'm gonna have I'll let you do it, Bard. As you guys leave, mm -hmm. I'm going to have you roll me one bluff roll. Because mm -hmm. you're basically pretending to have been charmed. Mm-hmm. All And uh, I'm going to have you roll a bluff to see if you do get that past him. All right. So you get 29. Pretty good bluff. If you saw it there, he doesn't openly show it. And the two of you head out of save face. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. Just smiling. Elsewhere in the town, there <laughs> has been a bar crawl happening. <laughs> so we've got Dara and Inori going on a fantastic adventure. Trying to find not just a bar, but trying to find the bar to go hang out in. So the two of you are going to want to be heading down to the southwestern section of the city to Bountiful, the district where a whole lot of inns are. And are you actually bar crawling? Are you, like, going through various... Well, that's how we would just... find it, I guess. Yeah, I'm also going to use my uh, signature skill, diplomacy, to try and influence and gather rumors at halftime. Halftime. Okay, so gathering rumors takes 1d4 hours. It's a uh, represents you spending all that time trying to find anything of note. So if you want to be bar crawling for a couple of hours trying to learn anything helpful, you can certainly do that. Absolutely. Oh, but half the time will be half of one d four hours. So I don't know if it says it's one d four hours or if it just says half the time. Just says half the time. Yeah, because the normal time is one d four hours. So I mean, it's still probably going to be anywhere from thirty minutes to two hours. But you can certainly do that because if you're going bar crawling, it's going to be at least thirty minutes to two hours probably. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so let me see. Let me first of all go ahead and roll how long this is going to take you. So, that's a one. So, with your signature skill, it's only going to take you 30 minutes to travel around and try and learn something. But give me a diplomacy um, check. 
And give me a what? It's a, and then just roll the diplomacy to see if you can find anything. Okay. Diplomacy. Uh, 23. 23. Nice. Pretty good. Pretty good. So you're just trying to also just trying to find anything weird, anything out of the ordinary, right? Uh, yeah, a couple things, but mostly like odd things. So as you poke around some of the taverns and inns and Bountiful, get a couple drinks, listen around, drop in some conversations, you get one man mentioned something a bit odd that he's heard. Ah, uh, you seen that weirdo in the red bird mask? No. Bird uh, mask. I have. Uh, that's the sundown. He was crouched on top of a building, like... I don't even know what, really. He lets out a massive burp. He's pretty drunk. Uh, over by that old theater up north where the, the Twilight kids or whatever meet up every evening is a creepy-looking dude. But Vance is going to do more than just stand around and look weird. He probably would have done it by now. I hope. <coughs> anyway... What else was this red bird masked man doing besides just brooding on top of a rooftop? Just. This kind of looks up like he's thinking. Takes a drink of his mug. I don't know. Just people watching, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty strange. Seen anything out of the ordinary. That's that's weird man standing on rooftops wearing a mask. Definitely fits that description. Like, was it full face encompassing, or like just over the eyes? What it was like a oh, uh, damn building. It's like a red, like a not a been a like a cat mask. You're like yeah. a. Yeah, like or like a, I don't know, like a wolf. That was red though. It was sundown. It was there, dark. I'd been drinking. Out. I'm not just in here in the mid afternoon today. No. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe a few more silver slide. You will help you remember a little bit better. Right, gotta uh, appreciate the drinks. Well. <laughs> Hey, yeah, every little bit helps, right? Slides it back over. Ah, it does, Lassie! I can't use this to buy you one, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> Dar, do you have any questions for this <laughs> gentleman? The best pickup line ever. Let me buy you a drink with your with own money. With the money, money I can <laughs> With the money I I mean, it's pretty smooth. Very smooth. You're on the opposite ends of the successful charm person scale from the guy doing it oh, with yeah. magic to this idiot. So, <laughs> I mean, they're getting the same amount of success, success on the, the party. party. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, finding nothing else useful there. You continue heading around to bars. You head into uh, one near the eastern edge of Bountiful, right about in the center of town, kind of near Hedge Hill, called the Whistling Wyvern. You step in the door. At the bar immediately, you see Lieutenant Tachar. Appears to be drinking with the 
group of friends. A smaller dwarven woman wearing a fairly grimy breastplate and uh, a very tall girl that doesn't look like she really belongs with the pair of them with a uh, kind of a, the, the tricorn hat, the fashion, and a bright purple feather sticking out of it with a, uh, a very long cloak draping down nearly to the floor from his shoulders down to the floor from the bar stool she's sitting on. And she is much more finely dressed than the pair of them. They're the other pair, the dwarf and Tachar, but they are all sitting at a bar together. Tachar with a huge mug in front of him. The dwarf with a huge mug in front of her. And the uh, thin woman with a little much fancier almost martini glass with a fruit wedge on the edge of it. Now they haven't seen you yet, so if you want to leave, you can do that. Do we want to leave? It's we are just trying to gather gather information. I don't know if it will be. What are you afraid of this guy or something? Oh, past lovers or something? They need to know about here, Dara. That is none of your business. Thank you very much. <laughs> Our conversations are always so delightful. <laughs> no, I remember the last time you got you, you and your uh, your buddy over there were talking. It looked like you were kind of squared off a little bit, like. He was happy to see. Oh, mm. well, as he talking, oh. you look up, you see Tachar looking right at you. He motions with his mug and turns back to the table. I'll walk right over and call for another mug. Well, Lenore, you get ready. We are going in. <laughs> Roger that. So you come up, and there's a you can, there's a free stool next to him. You can sit down. And as you, as you do, he doesn't look here. He's still just looking forward over the bar with his mug in hand. Takes a big old drink and puts his mug down. The dwarf is kind of looking at you. And the lady seems to be having a perfectly good time. He sits there with the martini in hand, takes a big, uh, tiny little sip, and places it back I'll down. I'll reach your hand out. Don't roast him. And, uh... The dwarf just kind of looks at your hand, looks back at you, and the lady will reach over very gently. Embla Hightoon, pleasure to make your acquaintance. This is my companion, Inori. And she smiles and nods at you as well. And she's a fairly pleasant looking woman. And Tachar is still just sitting there, staring <laughs> forward. Is this your friend that you're telling me about? Tachar? Was that what it was? I'm Dara's friend, and Nori, how are you? He looks at the pair of you, and turns out, Oi! Bartender! Two more aisles! You can buy your own, I don't know you. Make it whiskey, because I know it's Tchard's favorite. I'll he get kinda, it, I'll get this round. Kinda smirks. Bit harder than I was planning on going tonight. Well, no, not can't handle you know, I'm sure. Apologize. The other day. I was abrupt. I'm sure you have your reasons. It was a surprise to see you also. But it's nothing a few drinks can't get past. 
Harold Tolis. Tropio is sending in her own agents. Trying to swing on Miss Thereway. Her face is the last one I expected to see among them, I'll say that much. I can't say I'm that surprised to see you with these, but I'm su I am surprised that you're out here. What are you, uh... Why come all the way out here? And the, uh, the dwarf sits up in her seat for a little bit and then turns to you. Anacos and Bravos, mercenary company. I will take and cut you out of Mr. Streets. And Tate turns to his hand. Shut up. Yeah, I'm mercenary now. I can't just hire that band to come in here and imagine do the same thing Utopia sent your lot in for. Figure out what's going on here in Yonmus and do it in the name of the Imperials. Have you been having as much trouble as I have with these noble folk? Can't Damn the damn presence for more than ten minutes, that's why I'm here. Fortunately, so Miss Hype Tune over here possible. does most of the talk. And the uh, tire lady smiles and nods again. That's why Markandus assigned me to work with you, of course. We've got one of you also. A shot. A Syrian witch. Ballsy, bringing her in here to do the talking, given the situation. I wouldn't bring a foreigner for that kind of talking here in Yanmas. A lot of them aren't taken kindly to outsiders these days. Sometimes you need something different to get the reaction out of people. So, you got any luck so far? No. These people are useless, and there's no real lead so far. So I'm here. <laughs> Takes another drink. <laughs> Nothing to be found. People don't want our damn help. But the money is good. And we could use the business. And the exposure. Daryl's a powerful sort of man. We get this figured out for him, we'll be sitting pretty. You locked out in your time after the military, Dara. Not all of us were so lucky. How so? I'm a damn mercenary. What you mean, how so? Not a whole lot of skills apply to. Unless you want to ten bar for coppers a night, I guess. Sweep up a man's stoop. No. Yeah, skills to do what needs to be done, and you're in a situation here in Yarmouth, the place is needed. I tell you what, make your deal for old time's sick. Stay out our way, we'll stay out of yours. Sounds like a good deal to me. At this point, the uh, bartender comes by and sets down two shot glasses 
and pours out some whiskey in the pair of them and he pulls his hand, bar, ta- uh, hand back. Tayshar reaches out and pulls the whole bottle of whiskey out of his hand and <laughs> puts it on the table. <laughs> We're getting totally blackout. Yeah! <laughs> Make that picks fortitude up, save! Picks up the Let's shot go. glass and holds it up. I'm, Come on. I'll pick up the shot glass. Clink. Portal time sake. back. And as he shoots it, Ambla winces harder than he does. Just smelling it from her uh, distance over there. And the dwarf laughs and shakes her head and dons her mug. So the pair of you are going to be spending your evening here unless you wish to break this early. Honestly, not really talking much. Much. He takes the kind of drinking somewhat near distances, mostly silence approach to bar friendship. And doesn't really offer a whole lot beyond that of his own volition. Emblas doesn't know you two and it's fairly quiet. And the dwarf doesn't seem a whole lot for conversation either. But I suppose this is a much better situation than the last time you'd met Lieutenant Tachar to end our session on this evening. Pulling it a bit short, unfortunately, because we had to start late. And is that... Is that another not a cliffhanger? Yeah. Well, it's uncomfortable. It's was, kind it of was awkward. pretty close to... I was little, thinking maybe bar fight? A <laughs> little awkward, but no. You, the, the, the twist here is that there is no twist. Yeah. Tachar respects you doing what you gotta do. He's here doing what he gotta do. And if you two aren't getting in each other's way, well, so be it. I feel like I can work something out with him at some point. As long as I get him from, like, you know, really unfriendly to neutral. We're getting places. He's, he's, he's neutral now. He's neutral with you. <laughs> At least. He kind of ignored me. Yeah, pretty much completely ignored.